Our first day of college. College? Uh, college? College is, uh, well, you know, college, Mr. Miyagi. It's, it's a place that um, I didn't go to today. What? Mr. Miyagi, may all your dreams come true. Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3. Three perfect minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from the Next Scene Podcast is Sean. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh, so uh, we always ask first-time first guests for the movie to see where you're at. Like, what's your history with Karate Kid Part 3? I mean, you've guessed it before in the previous movies. Uh, I'm not sure if you have a Karate Kid 3 uh, story <laughs> or recollection of when you first saw it. Yeah, no, no story, no no recollection. Um, yeah, It's so yeah, memorable, I, though. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I like, if you had asked me maybe six months ago if I had seen this, I would have been like, yes, of course I've seen it. But... <laughs> Um, rewatching it or watching it recently, I'm like, this does not ring any bells other than just the general kind of how high level, you know, oh, there's, you know, there's, there's another silver. Um, and that's about it. Otherwise, I, I don't know, maybe I had seen this before. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a sequel that, I mean, I saw the first two when I was a kid and the third one, I don't, you know, I, you know, Batman crushed it. It came out a week before, a week after Batman. So I think mm -hmm. at that point I was like, uh, what Karate Kid movie? I had no idea. <laughs> Batman <laughs> does Batman karate. Yeah, I don't, I don't need the kid anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Daniel yeah, LaRusso doesn't have gadgets. Hole, which, yeah, which is kind of strange because I was, I had seen the first two and had like strong memories of those. And then I remember seeing the next Karate Kid. Mm. Um but yeah, this kind of just kind of falls in a hole between those two. Although I, I do prefer Terry Silver over Bruce Wayne <laughs> for Billionaire Playboy. I billionaire. mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I mean, uh, can we have a universe where Terry Silver decides to be Batman? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Season but five of Cobra Kai. Yes. You don't remember the scenes of Bruce Wayne in the bathtub and Alfred there, like taking dictation <laughs> while, uh, while while Bruce is answering the phone and smoking a cigar. Yeah. No, I just yeah. remember Bruce Wayne eating cold soup. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, awesome. Well, today we are talking about minutes eighteen through twenty-one of the Karate Kid Part Three. To begin with, uh, Terry Silver finding a bad boy. And and with Daniel bringing Miyagi to the right side of the tracks. Um, so we left off on Friday with Terry Silver settling into a classic Rolls Royce limo, hatching an intricate plan of revenge against an old man and a teenager. Um, <laughs> he's smoking a cigar, as bad guys do, uh, and he's flipping through a karate magazine and he finds an article and he reads the headline out loud. And it's where we first hear karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. Um, do you think so he knew I, about him before this or is this his first like his first uh, laying eyes on him? I mean, I think this is research right here. He got handed these this manila folder full of I don't know. Was it just like one magazine? He's like, oh, I read that article in that karate magazine. Uh, who is that guy? Malosh. Find that find that magazine <laughs> I read like years ago or, or weeks ago. Actually, probably mm -hmm. weeks ago since it's maybe Mike Barnes. 
Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, let's break down this article page that he's looking at. <laughs> let me guess. None of the text is relevant to what it actually is supposed to say. Uh, I mean, no, no, it's all relevant. Um, like, okay, so we look at the page and it's like, we know he's into karate and we mm -hmm. know he's a bad boy. <laughs> and so, so maybe he's not one to follow the rules, right? And so it's like, oh, okay, this is like hinting and hinting the viewer here of what's what's to come. And then the subtitle actually says "Tournament Terror." <laughs> so it's like, oh gosh, ah, Daniel's probably gonna have to fight this guy because you know it's tournament. You know, Daniel goes to tournaments. <laughs> uh, um, Daniel does tournaments. Daniel does tournaments. He at least did one. Um, <laughs> the last one was a death match. But uh, so, yeah, the photo has uh, Mike looking at the camera with a huge snarl on his face. And uh, yeah, that face is comical. <laughs> it is. It looks like like a almost like a Jim Carrey esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is and this has got to be posed. I mean, even like within within the universe, like for this magazine, like this isn't like an action shot from an actual tournament, is it? I don't know. You know, uh, I think he's he's being restrained by somebody wearing a referee shirt. Um, in fact, that the the yeah. the person that's restraining him is wearing the same referee shirt that refs wear at the All Valley. Like we saw Pat Johnson wearing a referee shirt that looked just like that. Hmm. And, and so I'm like, is that the standard ref shirt? <laughs> like, is that passed around all different tournaments? Oh, for referees. all the tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they all shop at the same store. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that was the uh, the ref from the No Valley tournament. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made a Robin joke. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the valleys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we already have the All Valley. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, uh, this is leading me onto some breadcrumbs here, right? And, and then I'm finally, I hear something I, I noticed that I've never noticed before. Did you see who wrote the article on Mike Barn? It says, by Pat Johnson. Man, he just does everything. <laughs> so <laughs> Pat Johnson, the referee for the first tournament, and we've heard him on the answering machine leaving a message for Crease, like, sorry, you're kicked out of the tournament. Like, was Pat moonlighting at a different karate tournament wearing his usual shirt and had to restrain Mike Barnes? And then suddenly Mike was just like, I hate camera guys. Maybe. He's just like the karate king of the USA. He does everything. He's everywhere. Every Everything karate passes through him. And so I started thinking, like, okay, so why is Pat writing this article? Like, he seems to be like a stickler for the rules. So why is he like, oh, yeah, this karate's bad boy? Like, so. So, you know, so like when I first saw this article, I was like, oh, maybe this article is about like, you know, it just gets the impression that like it's like, oh, here's an up and comer. He's a bad boy, you know, but maybe since Pat's like a stickler for the rules and maybe that's him in the photo restraining Mike, maybe Pat wrote this article for this karate magazine, like warning everybody, like all the other tournaments, <laughs> watch out for this guy. I had to keep him from throttling a camera person once. Uh <laughs> Could be, yeah. but also commonly, like when somebody writes an article, the thing that's most likely to get changed is their headline. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. spicy enough. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are so what are what are the rules for these tournaments? Like, is there an age restriction? Do you have to be? Do you have to actually live in the area to 
compete in that tournament or you can just we can just bring in ringers like i this. i assume if i mean for one thing it is the uh all valley under 18 karate tournament so he has to be under 18 <laughs> um and uh you know when we when we meet mike he seems to be brought in at, like you said as a ringer so maybe maybe it's almost like a a thing where you know, if he just says, oh, I'm a member of Cobra Kai and Cobra Kai is registered, uh, then it's OK. But then again, it, like I think, Matt, you brought it up yeah. uh, like a week or so ago about what rules are there. Miyagi and Daniel just walked into the tournament and signed up right then <laughs> and there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, because I was wondering because, yeah, because it, it's like it's so it's not associated with like the high school. It's not you know, it's not a, a school right. tournament, but it is kids. So like. They never like just, you know, are their parents? And I know that there are for like basketball and football and other sports, there are like, a, you know, quote unquote high schools that are really just either, you know, prepping athletes for the pros or prepping them mm -hmm. from college where sports are the, the most important thing. So, like a child, you know, like a high school or younger athlete traveling to, you know, to concentrate on the athletics is not unusual or unheard of, but mm -hmm. like the, there's no parents involved. There's no like, is he switch? You know, is is he in high school? Is he switching? You know, does he have to transfer to the local yeah. school, or he's just out? You know, beating people. He's emancipated, up. <laughs> emancipated himself from his parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. emancipated I mean, minor. Is he, is he like, um, or is this like um, the well, when you get like some kid, you know. Some kid who's supposedly 13, but he's six feet tall in the Little League World Series. Like, does he have a fake birth certificate? Turns out Mike mm. Barnes is 32. He just likes beating up on high school kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he went through uh, Daniel's guy. <laughs> yeah. Is it, you know, is that why he needs a bigger cut of the dojos from uh, Terry? It's like, listen, I got an ex-wife. I got two kids. I got alimony. I got payments. I'm going to need a little bit more on my end. Wow. I think we're going to get into uh, some of Mike's history and, you know, how the character was formulated from my my research later on in the week. But looking I, forward to that. <laughs> but I, um, I do think I, I do think Terry had some like former knowledge. And that's maybe why he like requested these particular magazines because mm -hmm. they had coverage. Like, I don't think this is the first time he's hearing of this Mike Barnes character. Right. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Like, you know, Terry uh, handed this dojo to Crease to take care of, and then went off to dump toxic waste here and there. So, mm -hmm. is how involved is he in the karate scene? You know, um, maybe he's brushing up on <laughs> the latest trends here. Um, yeah, um, it, this isn't exactly a one-to-one -one comparison, but you know, speaking of Batman. Um, <laughs> Doesn't this remind you of the Joker reading Batman's press? <laughs> bad freak terrorizes. I don't know. Because um, he's just like, karate's bad boy. Mike Barnes. Perfect. <laughs> but, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, so after after the cigar smoke clears, we, we go back to Mr. Miyagi's house. And uh, we get a close-up of his uh, outdoor grill. And he's cooking some fish steaks over charcoal. And it looks like yeah. just steak steaks. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always thought they were steaks, but 
because I've never seen fish cook like this before. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I had to look this up. <laughs> if you catch big enough fish, you can kind of cut them uh, lengthwise, not lengthwise, but perpendicular to how you'd usually mm -hmm. cut fish. So they're just like big, thick steaks. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking they look like um, I've seen uh, swordfish steaks mm. that are like this size. So I'm wondering, like, but this is supposedly stuff that Miyagi caught. Like, what kind yeah. of fishing does he do <laughs> to catch fish that, you know, you need a, a pretty big fish to. Yeah, maybe he has like one of them big fishing like... boats. <laughs> so with I did rod some research. attached to the side. Yeah. So I did some research on fishing in Los Angeles County. <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, not 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 particularly about the fishing itself, but the kinds of fish that are available. And I was looking for like what kind of big fish would maybe Miyagi catch. And uh, a bass and yellowtail were what I came up with. Like this, the, that that those fish steaks might be that. But yeah, I need to get a life. Um, but then again, <laughs> the podcast would suffer. So I. <laughs> Either way, uh, it's making me hungry. Yeah. Yeah. But where's yeah. the veggies? They got no veggies or rice or anything, just two steaks each. There are there is a rice cooker on the table when he brings oh, it in. Okay. The house. Yeah, there's rice. But yeah, mm. no no veggies, just fish mm. and rice. Right. There are just a couple bachelors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, they don't they don't have uh, Lucille around to tell them to eat the vegetables. They don't yeah, um, they don't have brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Miyagi plates the steaks and, uh, I love that Daniel walks in and says, uh, I'm home. It's like, oh, he's already <laughs> calling it home. <laughs> he's moved in. So, uh, let's tell you, you know, it's touching, uh, you know, dad's making dinner. Um, and, uh, and I like this little exchange where, uh, Daniel's like, how's the fish, how's the fishing? And he's like, well, we'll find out pretty soon. <laughs> but I mean, it looks like it went pretty well. If, looking at these steaks um yes so yeah they go inside and miyaki asks about uh his first day at college and uh, daniel just starts doing this whole bit where it's just like i mean he first is just like well you know college it's a it's a place that <laughs> i didn't go to today <laughs> and i love pat marita just like having Miyagi just taking a second to process process, like just kind of like listening. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what, <laughs> yeah. you know, English isn't my first language. <laughs> right. And so Daniel pulls out this, uh, lacquer box that he's been hiding <laughs> behind his back. And he says, like he's proposing. <laughs> yeah. He says, Mr. Miyagi may all your dreams come true. And I swear he's quoting something, but for the life of me, I could not find the origin Walt Disney? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, there's so many like quotes of like, all your dreams can come true or make your dreams come true. But I just, I was like, is that a game show or Fantasy Island or something? Uh, but Mr. Miyagi, I mean, I, this is your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I even looked in the uh, uh, the junior novelization and uh, there was nothing. Um, hmm. But the, the, this is a, a side note that I can mention the junior novelization for a second because uh, I wanted to double check on what I reported uh, either last week or the week before. The fact that the junior novelization just tells Daniel's side of the story it does not do any Terry Silver scenes. There's no, uh, so far, you know, like it, there's no Terry Silver scheming. There's no crease down in his luck and then being sent off to Tahiti, you know, nothing. 
the book is 86 pages long. There's <laughs> no extra in, scenes? It's in large type. No, no. I mean, I'm reading along with the movie, and, uh, you know, the first chapter is them coming to, to L, coming back to L.A., and here, this one, right here, this is the second chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just, just move right along. Everything. Yeah, I don't know if it was just like a, Oh, this would be an interesting way to tell this story. Like, let's let's just see everything from Daniel's point of view, uh, uh, and and how you know Terry Silver comes into his life and Mike Barnes, and you know how he's trusting Terry at first, and then all of a sudden realizes he's been duped. Um, but then again, like I you know, like watching some of the scenes where there's like some bad language. Maybe they were like, well, we're gonna cut this guy right out of here. Because <laughs> it's a junior novelization, we can't have kids reading uh, this guy being like bullshit. Drop the goddamn sludge and the blah blah blah, you know, and all this weird <laughs> stuff about him bathing in front of people. And um, I don't know. <laughs> but oh, uh, my other question here is, uh, who's Daniel's box guy? Like he had a shadow box in the second movie, and now he's got a now he's got a nice nice lacquer box just to present. That looks like something you would have stole from Miyagi's house. <laughs> 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 I was wondering yeah, where your my box incense... back in, by the way. Yeah. Where'd my incense holder go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Miyagi's like, what's this? And Daniel makes a really dumb joke. He says it's his college diploma. <laughs> you just said you didn't go to college. Again, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm old man. I don't speak English that well. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because he's trying to confuse me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of like the broken English, he goes, Daniel's son, you have sense humor. Like, I think <laughs> it means like a strange sense of humor, or he's mm -hmm. just like, you have a sense of humor. Mm. Um, but it's so interesting, again, uh, Pat Morita, how he plays this is like when Daniel says, it's my college diploma. <laughs> like, his <laughs> eyes light up, like, how is that? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping you on your toes, Miyagi. <laughs> right. Um, Okay, so Miyagi discovers it's Elise, and Daniel begins uh, his campaign of getting Mr. Miyagi excited to start a business that he wasn't planning on in a building that he didn't pick out. <laughs> yeah. This is a ludicrous plan. And <laughs> skipping ahead, I'm surprised that it works. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like what? Miyagi, the character, would would accept this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Miyagi goes along with this as far as he does. Well, he goes yeah, the Dan whole way. <laughs> yeah, Daniel in this whole movie is just insane. He's ridiculous. <laughs> this is crazy. Is Daniel on Coke, too? No, no, no. no. It can't possibly be on Coke. It's Daniel LaRusso. He's the credit kid. He's pure. No. Uh, maybe mac and cheese, but not Coke. Um, <laughs> maybe mac and cheese. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he says uh, um, one month security, two months rent, and with just enough left over for renovations. And and when Miyagi's like, I can't accept, Daniel lets out a, a very a very Tashi Station-esque uh, wine. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, and Miyagi says, uh, you know, he restates his point that he said the, the previous night before Daniel just went ahead and did it anyway, that it's not that's not my money that money is for your college education and and you should be using it for that and so i i ask this this question uh whose money really is this <laughs> like okay so 
here's some notes I jotted down. Okay. In Karate Kid 2, he says he took money out of his savings account for a ticket to Okinawa. Miyagi's like, no, those savings are for college. And Daniel's like, I'll get a job when I get back. But luckily, he ends up winning money in uh, the ice breaking contest. And so, <laughs> so these are Daniel's savings. Enough. These savings are enough for college tuition. How a teenager earned enough money to pay for college in the first place, I have no idea. Like, there's no mention of loans or scholarships. And like, I, I don't know if Daniel comes across as a kid who'd like spent his entire youth saving up for college tuition. And then I'm like, wait, is this money really just Lucille's money? Like maybe some savings bond thrown in or. Well, even she doesn't seem like she'd have the the funds for college education either. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, why does this, why does Daniel think he can just blow all this money instinctively on last minute flights to Okinawa or like impulse buy bonsai shops? Maybe Lucille was like, this is your money. I trust you. And she really shouldn't have. <laughs> well, then that's on her. That's on her. We are robbed of the conversation uh, between Daniel and Lucille first explaining, oh, yeah, I'm going to spend all my money on this plane ticket to Okinawa. And, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to stay in. Like, Lucille is gone from, from the rest of the franchise uh, in the after being on the phone with Uncle Louie uh, at Uncle Louie's house. But. And and also like it's really strange because like no specific amounts have been mentioned. So I made like a math equation. I wrote it down. Like so, his savings equal a college tuition. It also equals a round trip plane ticket to Okinawa, uh, and also it equals an icebreaker bet. So like he lost he he lost his money to the plane ticket. He got it back with the icebreaker bet. Now if you take the icebreaker bet and you minus money for Chinese food that Miyagi says, uh, you then have the college tuition again. <laughs> but also now we learn in this movie that money for the college tuition equals one month security, two months rent, and just enough left over for renovations. <laughs> so, I don't, I'd like to know the exact amount of the savings. It's yeah. very important. <laughs> it's a minute by minute podcasters at least. Another, another thing I'd like to know is have we ever got, what uh, Daniel was supposed to be taking in college, like what what he was supposed to be working towards. I don't I mean, his next line is like, I just can't take courses to take courses. So maybe he was just like getting like his fundamentals out of the way mm. before settling on a major. I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing he did not have unless there's a karate major. I'm guessing he did not have a major. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, I mean, you can do that. Most schools, you can go a year or two and just, yeah, you've got your your general ed requirements is kind of introductory to everything courses you could right. take for a while before you need to specialize. But uh, yeah, well, and this is weird. So it, there's a little bit of a, uh, like a Kevin Smith-esque move to this, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> famously Kevin Smith dropped out of film school. Um, right. and I think it was like the, the story is it's like the last day that he could drop and still get his tuition refunded. And he took the money and just made clerks and figure why go to school. I could just do it. You know, so there's a little bit of that here where, yeah, Daniel's just taking his money, but it's not like, like, this isn't his dream. Like, let's say this all works out, like somehow miraculously, this is actually, you know, a, a good business move that still isn't his dream. So, okay, you've cashed out your future, like your college education. <laughs> so Mr. Miyaki can have a bonsai store where you can work and not get paid. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know if you really thought this through. I guess it's, you know, points for, for the selflessness and, and thinking of Mr. Miyagi, but at the same time, it's eh, maybe not the best move. <laughs> I know, but, you know, I, I mean, maybe not blow your entire savings, but I will say, maybe. like, I am I am a little bit in Daniel's corner just for the fact, like, personally, like, it took me a couple times to go to college before I settled on a career, which I then went ahead and earned a degree for. And then years later, I still ended up hating and now I don't even work in that career. So I have just basically resume padding, a very mm -hmm. expensive resume padding, I should say, right. uh, that I'm still paying for. And I, you know, you know, shout out to the teens listening, kids, fellow kids, uh, please <laughs> do not apply for college if you have no goal in mind, because it's just way too expensive to be wishy-washy. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're in the day and age, uh, that you can go to college and like figure it out when you're there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, so I don't know, maybe it's a good idea that Daniel was just like, you know what, what makes me happy is, is, uh, making Mr. Miyagi happy because he's done so much for me. Um, and, uh, like I tried blowing it on the plane ticket. <laughs> I ended up earning it back. <laughs> I'm going to blow this money. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy that when you're going to college so young, you're like, let's just take a a, a wild guess that the thing you're kind of interested in right now, you're going to love doing the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Now, okay. So the line, the line Daniel says is like, you know, uh, I, I just can't take courses, take courses. I'll get bored. And once that happens, forget about it. It's bye bye college. <laughs> um, from Miyagi's point of view, I think he should be a little worried. Like Daniel isn't picking the store because he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. He's worried about getting bored. And if he gets bored, it's bye-bye college. So what if he gets bored with the store? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when he gets bored of bonsai? Yeah. yeah. And it's bye-bye bonsai. Bye-bye bonsai. <laughs> uh, this is like, so, this is uh, like, I, you know, kind of what you talk about how the novelization just has, you know, it's all from Daniel's point of view and you don't get to see kind of behind the scenes, uh, you know, the other stuff that like Terry Silver's doing when he's away from Daniel. I wonder, is there stuff in this film that Daniel's doing when he's away from Mr. Miyagi? Like, is this like what Terry Silver does to Daniel? Daniel's kind of doing to Miyagi. Like, I'm going to pretend to help you, but I'm going to mess everything up <laughs> in a way that would almost make someone think I'm doing it on purpose. Like he's saying he wants to help, but like none of the like you know he just makes all the like bad move after bad move mm. and gets Mr. Miyagi involved. Right, right. <laughs> I I know I don't. I, again, it's, it's exactly it's without his consent at all. He's just like, you know, he could be just being like nice, like yeah, that's for your education. Like don't don't spend your money on. It. When really maybe deep deep inside is like I don't want to go into business. Like I was happy being a fix it guy and doing bonsai. That's my hobby. I don't want to get paid for my hobby because I'm gonna hate my hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like, like it's, my... it's a hobby for a reason, and that, yeah. they use it to get away from work, and you're gonna turn it into work, and but I won't have a hobby right. anymore. Right, right. Uh, well, Miyagi isn't sold yet, so just Daniel's like right at this minute, we need to leave. Like, I know you just cooked fish. You caught it this day. You, like you brought it all back. You're literally about to eat it, but no, we have to go. Have to <laughs> and, go. and it's just like, and, and the reason he's just like, it's the fish is going to be fine. Not going anywhere. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I just, 
I wanted to eat. Uh. Yeah, but if you ever tried to like reheat cold fish, like uh, no, it's just eat the fish and go. But yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I think yeah, Daniel's trying to sabotage Miyagi for some reason. <laughs> so I like like a, evil evil sabotages meal at least. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh, he can't even eat. No, I'm not even gonna let him enjoy a meal. He's got to get out of here. We're gonna go. We're gonna go take a ride into the say into goodbye. The, uh... <laughs> say goodbye to that nice crispy fish. Say yeah. hello to reheated soggy fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, does Miyagi have a microwave? I don't. I don't think so. Are were there mi- microwaves back in '85? I assume there were. I believe so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Microwave. <laughs> um. But I- but I don't think Mr. Miyagi would have one. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, also, the, before we get out of this scene, before we leave leave the house, you guys notice how hard Daniel's breathing <laughs> through the scene? Like, I feel like, is he out of shape or like just well, really, really he's excited? He's talking a mile a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, he's uh, out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So. We cut to a close-up of a railroad crossing sign, and now we're at a new location. Uh, this is uh, 126 to 130 North Avenue 50 in the Pasadena area of Los Angeles. That's the actual location. Uh, that building tra- can't exist anymore, right? <laughs> the tracks are still there. The pottery shop is still there. The bonsai shop is an empty lot. Uh, <laughs> and the, the steps, actually, up to the bonsai shop are still there. Like Whoa. So... There's like could, concrete steps from the from the curb. You could go sweep them. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody show me how to do this? Uh, and uh, and yeah, Daniel is just keeping up the salesman pitch. Like, what a moment! What a moment! Like you are now crossing over to the right side of the tracks, which I think is kind of like a, a Robert Mark Kamen uh, calling back to the first Karate Kid. Like when Miyagi first drives Daniel to his house, he says, "Where do you live?" And Miyagi says, "Other side of tracks." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm really, I'm really, side. I'm really seeing Cobra Kai Daniel in this, in this <laughs> right. uh, version of Daniel, like Karate Kid Three Daniel. And you can see like him, uh, like he's got the car salesman energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was like a note I had like uh, as well. Like this is the first time I can see that Daniel is going to be a car salesman because uh, <laughs> he like then he like. Like, there's this weird thing in ADR as, there, as it shows the truck driving up where you hear this sound of a bang, bang. And he's and Miyagi's like, what's that? And he's like, that's opportunity knocking. <laughs> oh, my God. And this, like, I think this whole thing is just. <laughs> there's plenty of free parking, he says. <laughs> well, and I think there's a point where when you're close enough to the train tracks, there is no right side. In terms of like, you know, he says, "Oh, we're we're heading to the right side of the tracks." Like, if you're close right. enough that you can see the train every time it goes past, I you're they're both sides of the wrong side. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, my childhood home was uh, there was my backyard, and then another building, and behind that other building was uh, a rail, uh, train tracks. And yeah, every night I'd be lulled to sleep, like the house would just gently shake. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like I was right on the tracks, or it would have been worse. But it was, it was a, it was a pleasant feeling. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that going to affect the the bonsai? Like the trees, are they sensitive to the vibrations <laughs> and the noise and everything? Maybe, maybe. <sighs> Daniel uh, didn't think of that, did he? 
No, he did not. I don't think he thought of much. Uh, I love Miyagi. This place? <laughs> just like, right? Uh, because it looks like, I don't know, someone just kind of, kind of crudely constructed it out of like a, a bunch of sheet metal left mm-hmm. around. And uh, and then Daniel just starts talking his ear off. And like he mentions that he talked to the landlord. And I really think he's either parroting the landlord, what he said, or the realtor said. Uh <laughs> Because I like, I think the same exact conversation happened hours before, and Daniel uh, pulled a fry from Futurama and just was like, "Shut up and take my money." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he because he says like, "Oh, the landlord says this this area is up and coming." Yeah, which does it you know, sounds like a phrase a landlord would use, not a phrase <laughs> Daniel. Sure. <would> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I was trying to tell her, like, oh, the pottery shop, we can get some planners. Oh, wait till you see inside. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I, he, he definitely just kind of handed his money over to this landlord because he couldn't do it. He was dying to do it last night with Miyagi. And now he's just like, I'm just going to hand it over to the landlord. I'm going to get it for Miyagi. And now he can't say anything because it's a gift. <laughs> so, um. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if we have anything more to say about these uh, these three minutes. Well, and I'm just wondering because you kind of you were doing the you were setting up the equations before where like, you know, Daniel savings equal one trip, you know, one plane ticket to Tokyo equals right. two months rent and one month security plus some for renovation. Like seeing this place. I mean, I don't know what rents were like, you know, just general storefront Southern California in the 80s. But right. given the location and the condition, um, I, <laughs> I'm i hoping Daniel didn't pay too much. Is, that's all. I'm thinking these guys oh. saw these these people saw a, a, a teenager with a wad of cash and was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to take all that cash off. You no problem. We got a great place for you. <laughs> I could see like them asking, you know. Daniel asked, "Yo, what's the rent?" And they asked, "How much do you have? What do you got? <laughs> what do you know? That's just enough to cover the first two months." Uh, well, yeah, there's uh, another major issue that we're going to get on. We're, we'll get into next episode, but um, oh yeah, yeah, this is just a mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh And much like uh, much like uh, Daniel's been going to school nonstop since he was five, I've been podcasting nonstop since I was five, and I can use the break as well. So what do we say? We stop here and we come back on Wednesday. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Sean. And you know, did you want to come back for three more Karate Kid three minutes on Wednesday? Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Hey. I, well, I got to see what's inside. I want to see the inside of the shop that, that Daniel's lease for. What a cliffhanger! You're right. Yeah, got to <laughs> stick around. Can't leave now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, before we go, do you want to uh, plug plug your show shows? Oh, sure. Well, um, yeah, I've done a few things, but uh, my current show is uh, the Next Scene Podcast, where we're taking on pop culture one scene at a time, and that's at nextscenepod.com and Next Scene Pod on the social media. And you can also find all you know all my other podcasts, movie stuff, my guest appearances like this one. If you want to go back and, and listen to my appearances on Karate Kid 1s and 2s, um, <laughs> you can go to my main site. It's at catandshawn.org. Cool. All right. Thanks. And Matt, uh, I know you're super psyched to, to get into this place. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll wrap up for today. Uh, and until next time. Hey, I've been going to school nonstop since I was five. <laughs>